this is Shannon Kring and Goddess Kring in Seattle, and I wanted to say my birthday turned out fine last night. I was in a freak-out mood, really stressed out, freaked out about Tom Petty passing away, freaked out about turning 49, um, freaked out that my boyfriend, I had to wait for him, and it just triggered some childhood trauma for me about waiting for people to pick me up and then being late and feeling like a burden and feeling like um, not important to people around me. So feeling invisible, feeling disregarded, feeling invalidated, etc. So I've got some issues uh, with my childhood. But um, so we had Mexican dinner and at this really cool place called La Casina in Capitol Hill, Seattle, and they gave us free birthday dinner if we're willing to pose in these uh, funny hats, these colorful sombrero type huge Mexican hats. And they took our photo and they put it on their Facebook page, or I don't think it's there yet, but I put one on my Facebook page of me in a silly sombrero with a beautiful, big, big, colorful hat. And I grew up in San Diego, so it brought back some positive childhood memories of being in San Diego, going to Mexican food and hearing um, mariachi bands. And we had a free, um, well, basically half-price dinner with free dessert, and I had a virgin margarita because I really don't like alcohol at all, 0%. I hate alcohol. My dad and I both hate alcohol, so... Only been drunk twice, hated it both times, so um, not really into booze. But I love blended uh, fruit drinks like pina coladas and daiquiris and strawberry margaritas with no alcohol. So my podcast radio show is on today on hollowearthradio.org, and it's also on the local low-powered FM station, which is KHUHLP. 104.9 FM Seattle. So I will link my podcast link to this. And today is music from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Center Time every Thursday. It's called Goddess Kring. And today is music by yours truly and Jason Webley and Jesse Sykes and Rafe Perlman and Heather Nova and Tom Petty and Tori Amos, some of my favorite musicians right there, including me and Claxton Kent. Shannon Kringen and Claxton Kent also have done music. So thanks for listening. Have a good day. I'm going to go model for some medical people and some art people and take care of my friend's cat. And I am doing okay. So I got to run. Um, so listen to my podcast. It's also archived 24-7. My other episodes on um, Mixcloud, Bandcamp, Patreon, and my YouTube channel where you get to watch my visual art as you listen to my podcast. And it's music, poetry, monologues, all kinds of cool stuff. So thanks for listening. Have a good day. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle. And I can't remember if I've mentioned this. I got a really interesting modeling job opportunity, and I'm very, very honored and grateful um, that they asked me to do this. There's a, a school in Seattle where I've been modeling uh, with, or for, for 25 years since 1992, called Gage Academy of Fine Art. And in Seattle, at the Seattle Art Museum downtown, they have the Andrew Wyeth show that's open right now. He's a very famous painter, um, be very beautiful, um, some people say melancholy paintings, just very beautiful, a realistic a painter. Um, realistic art is not actually my favorite art. I, I, I like more abstract expressionism and, and different, like Hunter Wasser and things, but I love Andrew Wyeth's work. It's beautiful. And he painted a woman named Helga, who is kind of Scandinavian looking. I don't know if she was German or Finnish or Swedish. I'm mostly Norwegian, but they've asked me to dress up in costume, uh, similar to one of the paintings. 
and I found something. I'm going to braid my hair and wear a brown turtleneck sweater, which is one of the famous paintings that he did, Andrew Wyeth did, of Helga. And I'm going to appear as Helga and pose. And I think they're going to do, I don't know if it's going to be a demo painting of me or the public might be invited to draw or paint. I'm not really sure. Uh, I don't know all the details. But it's going to be Thursday, November 2nd from 6 to 8 p.m. at the Seattle Art Museum in conjunction with Gage Academy of Fine Art. And I'm Shannon Kringen, professional art model in Seattle, been full-time art modeling <clears throat> for about 20 years, since about 97, started art modeling in 1992, um, really enjoy doing it. Um, I'm an artist myself, but I haven't really tried to make a living with my art. It just seems like it's easier to serve other artists and make a living and then do my art on the side um, so that I have total freedom to do the art. Uh, my art in my way and not worry about selling it and just share it freely online under Creative Commons license. So I just wanted to share that I'm excited that I get to portray Helga at the Seattle Art Museum November 2nd, Thursday, 68 p.m. here in Seattle. So the Art Museum, Seattle Art Museum and Gage Academy of Fine Art are um, <clears throat> working together on creating this event and I'm really happy to be part of it. So I'm very honored that I have similar coloring to Helga, um, Scandinavian looking longish hair. Um, I'll link my figure model page to this post and I'm just happy about that. And today is my first day off in a very long time. So I'm just resting and might work on my radio show. I do a podcast slash radio show called Goddess Kring every week. Um, Hollow Earth Radio in Seattle just got their FM. Uh, low-powered FM license, their KHUHLP 104.9 FM in Seattle. And every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. is my show, Goddess Kring. And then I also archive um, a slightly different version of my podcast on my YouTube channel. If you just go to Shannon, if you just Google Shannon Kring and podcast, you'll find a link to the page, but it's on... Uh, I have it on my YouTube, my Mixcloud, my Bandcamp, and my Patreon, and it's all free to listen to that 24-7 um, archived, and then again, it's live on the radio. So I just wanted to share that about my podcast, radio show, and mostly about the Helga modeling gig that I have been asked to do. I'm really honored and happy and grateful, and there's a lot of different art models in Seattle, so I'm really, really honored and grateful that they asked me to do this, and extremely grateful and it will be a really fun event and very unique. Uh, I modeled years ago at the John Singer Sargent um, uh, display at the Seattle Art Museum. I think that was in the year 2000, a long time ago, 17 years ago. And I was, uh, me and a few other models were in bodysuits down at the Art Museum. Uh, John Singer Sargent is a great painter, or was a great painter, no longer with us. Um, and we were hired to pose in bodysuits and or in costume, and then the public was invited to come and draw us with um, free charcoal. You know, they basically had easels and charcoal and um, newsprint for people to use and just draw and be inspired by John Singer Sargent at the Art Museum. So that was just another interesting example of some interesting modeling job that I was asked to do. Thanks for listening. I hope this is inspiring to you. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and I wanted to say something about being highly sensitive. 
I have a theory that all great artists and all great, perhaps all great scientists and just really talented creative people in the world, whether they're scientists or brain surgeons or musicians or painters or singers or dancers or actors, there seems to be a common trait and that is being highly sensitive. And I think being sensitive can be a gift. It can also be very painful. I think Fiona Apple has talked about this. She's a musician. Tom Petty was one of, oh, is one of my favorite songwriters. He's no longer living on this planet. Rest in peace, Tom Petty. Um, I literally loved his music, and I just read something ever since I was 11 years old. Um, and in fact, his last three albums, which were called Highway Companion, Mojo, and Hypnotic Eye with Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, are really, really beautiful albums, and I think their music got better with age, kind of like fine wine. A lot of his fans mostly talk about the old hits like American Girl and Breakdown and, you know, songs done in the 70s and 80s and the 90s. Um, but I think some of the newer music is my favorite. And also a really old song called Luna from 1976 is one of my favorite songs. Tom Petty plays the piano on that song instead of the guitar. And it's a very different song from most of their songs, but it's very beautiful and it creates a mood. And the lyrics are very smart. And a lot of people think his music is very simple. It's true, he said a lot with few words in his lyrics, if you actually listen to them. I, I know the, the lyrics to, like, most of his songs, actually, hundreds. I could probably be in a Tom Petty tribute band and know all the lyrics. Um, I really love the way he used his voice, but he's highly sensitive, and I just read a thing about Kim Basinger, the actress that was in his video. Um, he asked her if she would be in the Last Dance with Mary Jane video in 1993, and she said she was struck because she had never met him before, and he just you know, said you'd be great in this video because you would look, you know, as good as a corpse as you do alive. <laughs> he meant that as a compliment. Um, but she was saying she was struck by how shy he was and how she's not a very outgoing person herself and that Tom Petty was kind of shy and very humble and more of a backseat guy, even though he's a leader of a band and a songwriter and a performer and a singer. And it made me think of, you know, sensitivity. If you're sensitive, it means that you're very affected by everything and that you're, you're sensing with your senses. Your, your, your emotions are very alive and sensitive. Your, um, your sense of smell, your sense of vision, your sense of, you know, Tom was obviously very sensitive to sound and music, and he loved music his whole life and used to sit for hours in his bedroom and listen to music as a little kid for years before he even occurred to him that he would make his own music. So he's a huge music lover of other musicians like Elvis and the Beatles and the Rolling Stones and Bo Diddley, Fats Domino, all the old blues guys. Um, Johnny Cash, you know, all of that. And so Bob Dylan and the birds and all of that, great music. Um, but being sensitive can also be um, um, very stressful and you can find the world overwhelming and you need to go and retreat and find a quiet place to be, to feel safe and secure and calm. So I just know from reading more and more about Tom Petty, I'm, I'm still processing the fact that he's no longer with us. I was really looking forward to the next album, the next few albums. Um, I love his body of work that he left behind, 16 studio albums, plus two Mud Crutch albums, plus two Traveling Wilburys albums, plus they backed up Johnny Cash, the Heartbreakers did, and they all they did side projects, and in fact the Heartbreakers that are still with us um, have other musical things going on, like Mike Campbell and Ben Montench, they both have other projects going on in their own music that they write. So that's pretty cool that they're still actively, you know, musicians. Um, 
my point of this post was just to talk about being highly sensitive and how how I'm so moved and touched by artists that are highly sensitive. And for some reason, Tori Amos and Tom Petty are my two favorite songwriters, and both of them seem like highly, highly, highly sensitive emotional beings. And not to sound pretentious, but I really, really love listening to both of them being interviewed. They're very um, compassionate, sensitive people. And I just, my favorite people on this planet are the sensitive people. Um, Jane Goodall, the chimpanzee lady who takes care of uh, chimps, um, who studied chimps, she's a highly sensitive person. I mean, I feel like uh, Temple Grandin is a highly sensitive person. All of the people that I really love, I'm sure that Einstein was highly sensitive in his Einstein kind of way. Mozart was probably highly sensitive. I mean, all the really interesting people on the planet, I think, are highly sensitive Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle. And I wanted to make sure to mention my podcast. I have a radio show called Goddess Kring. It's on every week, every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. in Seattle on hollowearthradio.org on their uh, live streaming radio website. And I'm starting to play music on there. Um, some unusual songs from Tom Petty, Tori Amos, Jason Webley, Heather Nova, Rafe Perlman, Jesse Sykes, among others. I might play some Pete Droge. I might just look through all of my music. I have some didgeridoo music from Australia. There's a lot of different music that I like. Um, of course, Tom Petty and Tori Amos are my two favorite songwriters, but um, there's lots of, of different... Uh, music I like. I think that the common thread is really, really good spaciousness and atmosphere that's created and melody. I like smart lyrics. I like good melodies. I like spaciousness. I like, like Tom, uh, like Tori Amos talks about, uh, sonic sculptures, like sculpting with sound. Uh, music to me is very three dimensional. I see shapes when I hear music and, Music is very meaningful and powerful to me. I have created some of my own music. I love to amplify my voice. I'll say that I'm a little bit of a shy person in some ways, and I know that a lot of performers are actually kind of shy, which is probably because we're sensitive. And when you're sensitive, you feel a little bit overwhelmed sometimes and really affected by everything, and I think it can kind of create a sort of personality that's a little bit shy but wants to share, and so for me anyway... I relate to people who, who say they're shy and yet they like being on stage. I know Michael Jackson was very shy and yet look at how amazing he was on stage. So there's a lot of people who are maybe bashful in a certain way, like going to a dinner party, they might be shy, um, but get them on stage or let them write a song and perform it in front of people or sing or dance or act. You know, Robert De Niro apparently is very shy in some ways. So it's kind of like, um, I guess if you're doing what you love, you're not afraid to do that, but maybe some people just don't enjoy being really social. I don't know, but I feel like my point of this post is what? Let's see. <laughs> my podcast radio show, sometimes I do monologues about my philosophy about life and talk about nutrition and spirituality and travel. Sometimes I talk about nudity and what it's like to be a nude model. Uh, I also write poetry and perform that in a musical way, and I have done some actual music, which I share, and then now I'm sharing music of other artists that I like and telling stories between the songs. Mixcloud might actually allow me to put some copywritten music on there, but I, I need to find out the rules because on Hollow Earth Radio, I am allowed, they actually got a FM low-powered um, license, and so they are on the FM dial KHUHLP 104.9 FM Seattle, uh, but I think it has a very small range in the Seattle Central District area. 
but it's mostly on their HelloEarthRadio.org website, and it's a non-commercial radio station, non-profit, non-commercial. So it's really all about music and creativity and sharing messages that are educational and inspirational, and it's not about trying to sell or market anything, which is nice and refreshing in this capitalist world that we live in. So... I just wanted to say that um, I love to record my voice, and in other ways I'm very shy, and so I love to share on my artwork online, on and I love to record my voice, and I love to model in front of lots of people, and have them draw me and paint me, and learn how to do art, and use me as something to look at, to draw, and I really like being amused for artists, and I like working with people, I like working with medical students, and so these are ways in which I'm not shy, and I, I do really well. In fact, last night, I was really touched that the medical people I worked with said that they said thank you for being so patient and compassionate and kind to our medical students because they're very nervous and they're practicing doing exams on men and women you know like um Eyes, ears, nose, throat, check your vital signs, do gynecological pelvic exams on women, prostate exams on men, breast examinations on women. You know, they're very nervous to work with us, and then they work with real patients. And so it's really important that we uh, pretend to be patients and then give them feedback on how they're doing. And so I'm really happy that my personality is suited for, even though I'm shy socially and I don't really like going to parties or bars, I really, really like working with medical students and giving them feedback and eye contact and letting them, you know, practice on me as a patient. And then I tell them the pros and cons of what they're doing. But I do it in a very kind, compassionate, gentle way as to not intimidate them and freak them out because they need to learn how to practice medicine. So I'm happy that my personality works in this way. Just wanted to share. And here's a link to my podcast. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring here in Seattle, and I have a kitty sitting on my lap, and I'm cat-sitting for a friend. Tori Amos just mentioned Tom Petty in an interview, and um, some of you know that Tom Petty and Tori Amos are my favorite songwriters, pretty much, and my favorite vocalists. I've seen them both live many times. May Tom Petty rest in peace. I'm still adjusting to the fact that he won't be making any more albums with the Heartbreakers. I'm very sad, but I'm so happy that he created so much music throughout his lifetime. And Tori Amos was talking about um, the music industry and some of the uh, boys club um, difficulty. And she was talking about Tom Petty, not in a negative way, but using him as an example of somebody who... She was talking about how she basically refused to bow down and do, you know, fake things in the music industry that she was asked to do, even after she was starting to become successful. Then they wanted her to do certain things that she didn't really believe in. Um, and I think she mentioned Tom Petty in a certain way, illustrating that, you know, he doesn't want his songs to be stolen, like he had an issue with somebody who sort of uh, plagiarized one of his songs a little bit. So, um, what was I going to say? I'm just so happy that Tori Amos mentioned Tom Petty. When in Seattle, when I saw her in 2014, I requested a Tom Petty song, and she told me, um, my husband is a big fan of his work. I'm not very familiar with his music. So that's what she said. And she said, I'll ask my husband so we can work up. Because I wasn't sure what song to ask her to play. Because I love so many Tom Petty songs. I would prefer it if she played like A Face in the Crowd or something less known. But um, I think for the audience to really recognize it, she would probably have to play one of the hits um, that's really well known. 
Breakdown would be cool to hear her play, or even Refugee. Um, but I love, Tori Amos and Tom Petty are my favorite songwriters and favorite vocalists uh, because they both use their voice in a very textural way. They're, they're very stylized, and Tom Petty in particular goes up and down and bends the notes and has at least three different voices that he sings, and he does this sort of Dylan-y thing and the Birdsy thing and the Beatles-y thing, and then he does this sort of old black man blues kind of voice, and then he does a southern accent kind of voice, and then he does a you know country music kind of voice, and he does um, this sort of don't do me like that voice. I don't know. It's kind of almost dorky in a way, but in a good way. <laughs> I can't describe it, but I love the textures and the way he pronounces words in a, in a fun, playful way. And Tori Amos is the same. She goes really high and really low. They both have very long, big ranges in terms of high notes and low notes that they can hit. And Tori kind of cracks her voice and, and kind of, um, gets really breathy. Tom Petty also sometimes whispers and gets breathy. Sometimes he yells. Sometimes he's more Dylan-y and folky. Tori Amos goes way up and way down. She has nuances in her voice, and she's very sensual. And both Tom Petty and Tori Amos are very emotional, sensitive people. And they're really expressive in their music and very brave. And like they're both very strong and in touch with their masculine sides, both of them. And Tom Petty is quite in touch with his feminine side. And I would say that Tori Amos is very much in touch with her masculine side. So I would say that in a, in a Jungian psychology, I would say that Tori Amos and Tom Petty symbolize to me being very whole, being very emotional and expressive and in touch with your masculine and your feminine side, whether you're a man or a woman. I love that about both of them. I just realized that. I love them for so many reasons. They're both kind of southern. Um, they're both connected to Florida in different ways. They're both, they both had one grandparent that was a full-blooded Native American Indian. Uh, I think Tori had a grandfather. Tom had a grandmother that was completely full-blooded Indian, uh, which might have influenced them in a certain way and they were both highly spiritual people rest in peace Tom Petty um, he's no longer with us on this planet Tori Amos is still here in her 50s and hopefully we'll live a lot longer and uh, be really healthy and, and keep making music and I think I might request another Tom Petty song to Tori Amos I don't know I, I might meet her at the meet and greet and think of something to say to her hopefully do a selfie picture with her I really really love Tom Petty and Tori Amos I'm so happy about her mentioning Tom Petty. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle. One more time today, and I will say, I have a tremendous fear of scarcity. And I wrote part of a poem called, Fear of Scarcity, Scare of Fiercity, In Our Unfair City. And then it goes on from there. And because, you know, Seattle is a great place, but it's really um, getting crowded and... Very expensive. Uh, rent is skyrocketing, and wages are not necessarily skyrocketing. I know some people in Seattle make $9,000 a month, and some people make $1,500 a month. So that's a, a huge income difference. And when the market value of rent is really high for everyone, if you make 9000 a month, that's fine. You can afford high rent or buy your own house or whatever and pay your mortgage. But if you're low income, you can't afford market rent. So I'm lucky enough that I have a voucher that enables me to have rent that's only a third of my income. So my rent will go up and down based on my income. 
and I'm not a high-income person, so my rent is affordable to me because it's a third of my rent, of my income. And I have a really nice landlord, and I'm really grateful, and I'm amazingly lucky. Um, but I have a tremendous fear of scarcity to the point where, like, if my gas tank gets uh, lower than half full, I'm like, oh, my God, I need to get some gas. I'm going to run out of gas, you know. Even though I, I, I get really good gas mileage on my car, about 40 miles to the gallon, and yet I feel like I have to get some more gas right now. Oh, my God, it's half empty. And then, like, I'm afraid to run out of anything. Like, I eat certain foods. Like, I eat a lot of nuts, like raw walnuts and almonds and pecans. And I try to get raw nuts that aren't roasted in oil for health reasons. And whenever I run out, I start running out of something. Like, I'm not even out of it. Like, I never let myself run out of anything. I realize that, and I cram my schedule full. Like, for the last mm, 25 or 30 years, I've been cramming my calendar full. I make uh, my own calendar day planners with my artwork, and I have them printed as books. And every year, I use one for myself. And if you look at my schedule, it's just crammed full of every day, seven days a week, I'm just like working or working on my website or working as a model. I mean, I'm really grateful that I work so much, but I'm exhausted. Like I have to say, my self-care could improve if I would learn balance, if I would learn to have more time to play and have fun and rest. I might go to England and visit my friend if I can find a good deal on an airline ticket, but again, I'm afraid, I'm afraid to do that. I'm afraid to spend the money. I'm afraid to go on vacations. Um, but usually when I go on a vacation or a holiday, it's fine. It all works out because I work so hard. I never run out of money. I never run out of work. I never seem to, you know, I just, I wanted to just illustrate my fear of scarcity and how it shows up. And I'm sort of really compulsive about working. I'm compulsive about, um, I don't know. I'm compulsive about a lot of things. I don't know if I can really explain it, but, um, Scare of fiercity, fear of scarcity. So it's like fear of scarcity brings to the scare of fiercity, which means that I'm stressed out and a little bit mean to myself because I'm so afraid of, oh, I'm hard on myself. So fear of scarcity, scare of fiercity. So it's scary to be so fierce. And it's sort of like a dyslexic thing, like, like, um, dog the walk instead of walk the dog. So fear of scarcity, scare of fiercity. I like flipping things around and reversing things. So I just wanted to make a post about my fear of scarcity, if anybody can relate. And maybe I'll talk more about this on my 60-minute long podcast. Uh, I might also talk about what I think spirituality is, uh, how God and science are the same thing to me. I don't really, I'm not really into God in a religious way, but I feel like nature is God and science and nature and the laws of physics are what I think spirituality is. It's very earthy to me, spirituality. And Tom Petty and Tori Amos were both very spiritual in a kind of earthy kind of way. Tori Amos is still with us. I'm going to see her live in Seattle in November. Tom Petty has passed away. Those are my two favorite songwriters, um, generally speaking. Tom Petty and Tori Amos, they're both prolific songwriters. I actually requested that Tori Amos do a Tom Petty song, and she actually did Free Falling, spliced with Sarah McLaughlin. And I think since Tom Petty passed away, she also did Free Falling again, um, probably because other people requested that. Uh, maybe if I meet her again this year at the meet and greet before the show, I might request that she play a Tom Petty song, but I guess she would only play a hit of his because she she usually plays covers that are, are you know, recognizable songs by other artists. Um, thanks for listening. Fear of Scarcity. 
Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and I'm making my coffee. It's about 6.45 in the morning, and ready to start my day. <clears throat> I wanted to say that I have a new podcast that's going to air on hollowearthradio.org on every Thursday from 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time in the United States. Um, so hollowearthradio.org, and um, I will link my on my website, shannonkringen.com podcast, I will link that page to this post. Um, this week's show is, mostly I archive my shows if it's my own copyright, um, after they air on the radio station. I Also, they got an FM uh, license. Um, it's K-H-U-H-L-P 104.9 FM Seattle. That is the new Hollow Earth Radio low-powered FM license that they got. So they actually are on the FM radio dial, at least in the local Seattle area. They don't have a huge range because it's a low-powered, I think, 16 watts or something. Big radio stations have a 1,000 watts. So the range is kind of small, but they do. They have grown into an FM station um, a little bit in the Seattle area, but they're mostly an online 24, I think, 24-7 streaming radio on the web. Uh, but they're also a real radio station now is what I'm saying to you, FM, F LPFM, low-powered FM. Um, so my show is called Goddess Kring, and this week's show, mostly I archive it if it's my copyright on a bunch of websites like Mixcloud, Bandcamp, YouTube, and Patreon, uh, so you can listen to them free 24-7 archived. I have 49 weeks worth of 60-minute episodes that I created myself, and just me and my microphone, and... This week's show, Thursday, October 26, 2017, the day after my birthday, I'll be 49, is uh, music that I like by other artists. I put uh, Echo by Tom Petty, and I put last, The Last DJ by Tom Petty. Um, I put a Rafe Perlman song, a Jason Webley song, a Heather Nova song, Jesse Sykes. And I forgot what else. And a Goddess Crank song, uh, Me and Claxton Kent, a song we did called Windsong Spiral Drive, which I wrote and Claxton did the music for. So um, I did five or six musical tracks with Claxton Kent. He lives in Portland, and he's a great musician himself, a one-man band, basically. He had a public access show called Von Hummer, just like I had one called Goddess Kring. So that's how we met. So this week's show is music I like by other artists, which I feel like I'm carrying the torch. Tom Petty had a satellite radio show called Buried Treasure, where he would play old blues and rock and roll and country and just music that he loved that he wanted to make sure everyone knew about, like older music usually. And I've listened to a few episodes and it's a really fun show if you like rock and blues um, and folk and country. And he plays all kinds of cool stuff and like Bo Diddley and the Rolling Stones and like old, you know, weird Rolling Stones bluesy songs, not their, not all just their hits. Um, so I feel like I'm carrying the torch and I'm playing buried treasure. I'm playing music that I think needs more light. Um, I know Tom Petty's a very famous rock star kind of guy, um, but a lot of people think he just did classic rock. And the thing is, he did like 16 studio albums with his band, and there's tons of songs on every album 
album that are not hits. And his more quiet, uh, melancholy, beautiful, there's a song called Echo on the album called Echo. And I really like that song, but I don't think it really got played on the radio because it's kind of a uh, melancholy song. And it's it's long. It's like six and a half minutes. And it's it's just a really cool song. And Heather Nova um, is not very famous, I don't think, in the United States. She's more known in Europe. She's from Bermuda, lived in London for a while. So thanks for listening. So ShannonKringen.com is my website, and HollowEarthRadio.org is where I have my radio show every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So buried treasure. <laughs> I'm carrying the torch that Tom Petty had for, you know, playing interesting music that uh, I want people to know about that I don't think gets played on the radio. And Jason Webley is a local Seattle guy, and Jesse Sykes, and... I might even play some Pete Droge. He lives around here, lives on Vashon Island, I think, near Seattle. I, I saw him opening for Tom Petty over 20 years ago, and he's about my age in his 40s, and um, he's a great musician as well, Pete Droge. So maybe I'll start playing um, other people's music on my show and just talk about why I like it, and my own music too. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle. It's like 6.30 in the morning, and I'm just about to get up and start my day. Yesterday, I think I was too busy to even record anything. I'm feeling a little bit like Shattered Shadooby, like that Rolling Stones song. <laughs> but I don't really feel that, but I feel like sort of scattered all over the place. And I just have all these modeling jobs, which I'm really grateful for. Um, but then I have these other appointments that I need to figure out how to get to, and I have all these, um, my commutes are very complicated, and I'm also taking care of my friend's cat while he's on a trip, and then I take care of my cat, and trying to keep up with my healthy eating and my exercise and balance it all out, and I keep obsessing about Tom Petty's death, you know, the musician Tom Petty who just suddenly died of cardiac arrest on October 1st slash 2nd. Um, he was my one of my favorite songwriters ever since I was 11 years old. And I keep thinking at the time of Tom Petty's death, he had a fractured hip. And I keep thinking that if he had postponed his tour and gone to the doctor and had his hip taken care of, because in an interview he said he might even need a hip replacement surgery. He wasn't sure, and he was kind of not real thrilled about that, and he was in some pain. Um, he ended up having cardiac arrest at home, and nobody found him until he had already had lack of oxygen to his brain, so I think his brain already died. So basically if he had been in the hospital and he had cardiac arrest, maybe they could have defibrillated refibrillated, whatever they do, when they restart your heart right away. Um, because if you're in the hospital, right, they would probably notice if your heart suddenly stopped. And then they would defibrillate and restart his heart and then determine if he had a heart issue and then maybe he would still be with us. But I don't know. Maybe he would be really sick and suffering and lying in a hospital bed, which he would really not be happy about if he couldn't do music because really... His life was music, you know, making music, producing music for others, writing, recording, touring, performing, being with his band. I mean, that was his whole life since he was 14 years old, you know. Um, 
uh, I guess he started doing music when he was 14. He got his first guitar, and um, when he was 11, he was just really listening to music, you know, obsessively listening to music in his in his room. So he was a very passionate human being and very sensitive, and um, he left us with a lot of music. Um, 16 studio albums with the Heartbreakers, Traveling Wilburys, two albums of that, two albums of uh, Mud Crutch. Um, they backed up Johnny Cash on one of his albums, the Heartbreakers. I mean, there's so much music we can listen to, and I just kind of wish Tom Petty was still alive, and because I I wanted to hear another record, but um, and for his family and friends, I wish he was still alive because they're all very sad. Um. Okay, thanks for listening. I'm just rambling in the morning. Um, modeling at two different art schools today. My birthday is October 25th, which is tomorrow, 2017. I will be 49 years old. So that's hard to even believe. Um, so, because I feel fairly young. But, um, but I'm aging really well, and I'm just a little freaked out, because I'm like, okay, now I'm really an adult. Um... So I'm just going to try to focus on gratitude because I'm feeling stressed out and have anxiety about my weird, complicated schedule. I'm working all seven days this week with no days off. And then next week I think I work a bunch of days too. So thanks for listening. Have a great day or night, everyone. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kring in Seattle, and I'm lying in bed, and it's not that late at night, but man, I'm so tired. I worked the last several days in a row modeling for a bunch of art classes and working with some medical students, acting out roles and letting them practice medicine and diagnosis, etc., and treatment plans and language. And I just took a nice hot Epsom salt bath, and I got to visit my mom, because where I modeled was near where she lives today, and I got to deliver her some food that she needed, and I forgot what else. She listened to some Tom Petty songs with me, which was nice, because she doesn't really like Tom Petty as much as I do, but he passed away, and it's really sad, and so she's touched by how much I love his music, and that it affects me so much, and there's a song called Luna which is not a very well-known Tom Petty song, and it's on their first album, I think, self-titled Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. And Luna, um, Tom plays piano on it, actually, with Ben Montench, the piano player, and um, not guitar. And then Mike Campbell plays guitar, and the rest of the band is the regular rest of the band. But um, Luna is kind of a magical song that creates its own atmosphere and its own mood, its own character. I almost feel like an entire screenplay could be written based upon that song, Luna, by Tom Petty from 1976. Gosh, I was only, let's see, I was only eight years old in 1976. Um... I'm going to be 49 years old, October 25th, 2017. I share a birthday with Picasso. Yesterday was Tom Petty's, would have been his 67th birthday. Um, I just read a post by Tom Petty's um, youngest daughter. I follow her on Instagram, and she's saying that in Western culture, people think of death in such a negative way, and they focus on the sadness and the loss instead of the joy of the amazing life that the person had and all of the love that is felt when somebody passes away, that we miss them and we love them and we cherish all the songs that Tom Petty wrote 
those of us who love his music. And um, he had such a beautiful, positive life. And then he just suddenly died of cardiac arrest. And so that's really sad that he was only 66. But the positive thing is that he didn't really suffer. And it was very quick. And he just had an amazing 40th anniversary tour. And so he actually, when he died, he was at a really positive time in his life, it seemed to me. And... I was looking forward to another Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers record, but um, that's the sad part, is there'll be no more new songs, except for maybe songs that they might release that have never been released. I'm hoping they might do that, because I'm pretty sure there's some recorded songs that never got put on an album, um, because he was a pretty prolific songwriter. And the band used to jam and practice at the clubhouse all the time in California, but according to what they've said in interviews. But um, what I was going to say was, uh, Tom Petty's daughter was talking about, she's um, Invite Love on Instagram, and she was talking about Western culture and how other cultures, you know, think of the, the spirituality. When somebody dies, they realize love is eternal and that this person's spirit and soul is still energy in the universe, even though their body has passed away. And also his music, you know, especially artists who leave music behind when, they, when their body passes away, they leave all of the music and videos and art behind for us to just keep, you know, enjoying forever. And that's a real gift to humanity. And um, I don't know, I just, I like that she said that. That's a positive, different take on, you know, instead of dwelling on the sadness and the loss and the grief, um, there's a way of celebrating somebody's life and celebrating the love and the beauty that that person embodied and how that energy is still here. Their body is no longer here, but the energy that they emanated can actually still be here. And they say, was it Einstein who said that, you know, nothing ever disappears or nothing is destroyed. Um, it just changes form, um, on some molecular level. They figured that out scientifically, um, so when you think about somebody's body passing away, you think about, um, you know, recently my, my boyfriend's dad passed away. He was in his upper 80s and he was ill. And it was really sad and it happened suddenly. And then my stepdad about three years ago passed away suddenly at home. Um, and then my cat actually about three years ago passed away. So I'm just thinking about that love and loss and spirit. Thank you. Hey, this is Shannon Kringen, Goddess Kringen, Seattle, and I might go to uh, England again. About two years ago, I visited my friend in England. He lives near Liverpool, uh, which is actually near Manchester. Um, Manchester is the bigger city, and then Liverpool, and then my friend lives in St. Helens, which I think has 101,000 people or so living in it, and I was there two years ago. And we hopefully are going to have some fun. I might be gone for 10 days there in the, the spring of 2018 coming up here. Um, so I'll keep you posted on that. And I've been to Europe several times. I think the first time was 96 by myself with the Eurail Pass. And I went to a bunch of different countries. Started off in Amsterdam and went to Salzburg, Austria. Barcelona, Spain, Paris, France, London, England. Uh, where else did I go? I forgot where else I went, but it was really fun. And I was scared all by myself, but I did really well. And that was before smartphones and um, before all the Internet, you know, 
stuff made everything easier before um, microchipped um, credit cards. So I was actually using traveler's checks and having to change money and before the euro and all that. So it was a very complicated trip. Uh, I went to, Aust let's see, Vienna, Austria to go see the Hunderwasser house and I saw the Anne Frank house and the Rembrandt Museum in Amsterdam. And I was really moved and touched by the Anne Frank house. It was actually bigger than I thought the hiding place. And I went to Salzburg, Austria, which I didn't realize that's where they filmed The Sound of Music, at least part of it. And uh, I got to see Mozart's first harpsichord and where he grew up a little bit or where he was born. They have a lock of his hair. And I love Mozart's music. I love the movie Amadeus. I've seen that like 10 times probably. And I love that movie. It's bittersweet. Amazing music Mozart uh, composed. I'm going to go see Tori Amos live November 24th in Seattle. I'm excited about that. I've met her a few times uh, at the meet and greet before the shows, and I've painted shoes for her a few times. She did wear them on stage once, the shoes I painted for her. And I requested she do a Tom Petty song once, and she actually did a few days later um, in Canada instead of Seattle. In Vancouver, I think it was, or Toronto or somewhere in Canada. She did Free Falling, and she spliced it with um, Sarah McLaughlin's song. And then recently she did Tom, uh, Tom Petty Free Falling and spliced it with, I forgot, oh, I think a, a Fleetwood Mac song. Um, Silver Spring, is that what that song is called? By Fleetwood Mac or Stevie Nicks. So that was interesting to hear, and maybe in Seattle she'll do something um, at my request. I'll think of something. She takes requests from audience members, and there's a whole bunch of us, usually like 50 of us meet her. Long story, but um, what else? So, and I went to Europe in 2001, in 2005, in 2008, in 2000, uh, I forgot when else, but um, 2015 or something like that. I don't know, a whole bunch of times. I'm really, really grateful. I'm, I've managed to travel to Europe several times, staying in really inexpensive youth hostels or couch surfing or staying with friends. And I just drink water and I eat out of grocery stores and I just, I do it really, really cheaply and, um, find a good deal on an airline ticket. And then basically I can travel really, really cheap, although I kind of rough it and tough it out. Um, but especially if you have a friend to stay with, it makes it a lot easier. Then you can just go to the grocery store and get good deal on food and then just cook it at your friend's house and share meals with your friend that you stay with and just sort of pretend like you're living in Europe and just see what it feels like. I love that they drive on the left in England and I just, um, enjoy being in other countries and I like the eccentric, British sense of humor. I enjoy all the different dialects in England. There's so many different kinds of British accents. My friend is from the north of England, um, so he does not sound like um, the classic British accent. It sounds a little different. I don't know if I can describe it. I love it when I hear somebody from South Africa because they sound a little bit Australian and a little bit British mixed in with something else, I don't know what, but um, fascinating. And then the New Zealand accent versus the Australian accent, usually I can tell the difference. Very sensitive to sound, and um, I love accents and learning about different cultures, and even just going to the grocery store, like Sainsbury's or Tex Tesco in, in England is, is just fascinating to me.